Oh my god, what am I doing? Hi, welcome to Just Thinking Out Loud. My name is Desiree. Let's talk about the Vox apocalypse and the situation with Carlos Massa from Vox and Steven Crowder and also YouTube. I don't want to repeat what you might be hearing elsewhere, but I took my time making this video because I want to make clear where I'm coming from. Here are my thoughts after taking the time to assess the situation to the best of my knowledge. This might be a long one. The smaller picture. To summarize the incident as it exploded, Carlos Massa, a self-described video producer at Vox.com, posted a viral Twitter thread on May 30, 2019, stating, So I have pretty thick skin when it comes to online harassment, but something has been really bothering me. He goes on to show a clip of Steven Crowder making jokes at his expense, where he calls him a lispy queer, a gay Mexican, and so on. These are instances from separate videos clipped together, showing the kind of language Steven Crowder uses to refer to Carlos Massa. I'll play some of it. Before we get to the video, uh, with our favorite, favorite lispy sprite <laughs> from Vox. It's ridiculous. It's bonkers. You're being given a free pass as a crappy writer because you're gay. That center line on his little queer graph there. <laughs> what is, what is well, that Well, now line? the graph is queer? It's violence, filth. Okay, so the little queer could eat his chips all nonchalantly. It's code for rape, Mr. Queer eating chips on the Vox channel. <laughs> chip, 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 but you can eat just one. Like dicks. This is what Mr. Gay Vox wants to do. Or you, by the way, the gay Mexican guy. The gay Latino V-neck. Gay Mexican. The Mexican gay guy used to work. Mexican oh, gay oh, Latino oh, there oh, at, uh, oh, at Vox. Oh, uh, gay Latino from Vox. The token Vox gay atheist sprite with surprisingly, surprisingly flaccid chest considering how thin he is. It is very bizarre to me. Uh, ad hominem, yes, but it was an addendum to fact. I won't go on to read the whole thing but you can check it out if you have the time. Carlos claims that every time a video is posted, he gets homophobic and racist abuse. He also claims that last year he was doxxed and that he blames YouTube for not enforcing their anti-harassment rules while not actually blaming Steven Crowder, but he does call him an asshole. It's not clear what exactly Carlos would expect as enforcement, but he claims that he had repeatedly flagged Crowder's videos and that it is an ongoing and persistent issue. It's later apparent that he's not satisfied with Crowder's demonetization, but would like to see Crowder banned completely. And he thinks that YouTube is not doing enough to protect its LGBT creators, warns that LGBTQ creators do not feel safe and will leave. And also that YouTube is helping bigots to mock LGBT people and people of color. To give further background on Carlos, take it from his website at carlosmmaza.com. Carlos writes, produces, and hosts a video series called Strike Through, focusing on media coverage in the age of Trump. Prior to joining Vox, Carlos developed and launched a video series on media criticism at Media Matters for America, a progressive media watchdog nonprofit. He's gone undercover at right-wing and anti-LGBT events for his reporting, including spending a weekend undercover at a student conference put on by the National Organization for Marriage. He's appeared on national television programs, MSNBC's All In with Chris Hayes and Melissa Harris Perry, to talk about his research and media coverage of LGBT issues. His writing has also appeared in the Washington Post and the Huffington Post. Carlos aims to use video to wed timely research-based media criticism with comedy and pop culture, breaking through the noise of mainstream cable news coverage to help consumers better understand the news. So this is his view of himself. 
His Twitter handle is also at GayWonk, a relevant detail, and his bio reads, Strikethrough at Vox.com, Marxist pig, Tucker Carlson is a white supremacist and YouTube profits from hate speech. I think it's important to understand his perspective and motivations. He's decidedly anti-right wing and anti-anti-LGBT, appreciates self-deprecated humor, does not like the media coverage of LGBT issues, and joined an organization prior to Vox that was focused on this. He conspicuously refers to his sexual orientation in his public persona. He also views Tucker Carlson as a white supremacist. And he doesn't like cable news coverage. Now Crowder responded to Carlos's tweet with a video claiming that he perceived Carlos's accusations as an attempt to ban his channel and gives explanation as to why he thinks it is actually an issue of Vox wanting to remove a competitor rather than what Carlos states is a personal attack against him. Crowder explains, how he has had some of these videos in question, where his quotes were taken from, manually approved by YouTube, and that members of his team had spoken directly with YouTube to confirm that his content was okay and following guidelines. To give background on Steven Crowder, he doesn't have much in his bios except that he is the host of a late night comedy show and considers himself a comedian. I even checked in the Wayback Machine and he has really never described himself as more than a comedian. But he talks about politics a lot and has been on YouTube since 2012 for at least seven years. His Wikipedia entry states, Stephen Blake Crowder is a conservative Canadian-American commentator, actor, and comedian. He is the host of Louder with Crowder, a late-night style comedic television show covering news, pop culture, and politics on his own site. He is also a former contributor at Fox News, a former voice actor on the PBS Kids Children cartoon author, and is frequently featured on the Glenn Beck program and The Dana Show. A one-hour podcast, also titled Louder with Crowder, is uploaded to iTunes and SoundCloud once a week and is broadcast live on YouTube. Those aren't his own words but this is factual. Adding that to what he said earlier about his talks with YouTube, for Crowder, he's been blindsided by YouTube's abrupt turnabout on the acceptability of his content after the company responded to pressure from Twitter advocates, and also the fact that his words are being literally taken out of context, because there are different clips put together. On Twitter, YouTube responded directly to Carlos's thread, stating they would look more into the issue. At first, they claimed that, we found language that was clearly hurtful. The videos as posted don't violate our policies. We've included more info below to explain this decision. As an open platform, it's crucial for us to allow everyone, from creators to journalists, to late night TV hosts, to express their opinions within the scope of our policies. Opinions can be deeply offensive, but if they don't violate our policies, they'll remain on our site. They later stated that after continued review, they would suspend monetization because of a pattern of egregious actions. This was under ongoing pressure from both sides, and at one point, they stated that they would reinstate monetization if he simply removed the shirt in question that said, socialism is for F asterisk GS. Carlos had only later pointed out the shirt the day after the initial thread, as some of his fans had called his attention to it. Carlos read that as F-A-G-S. When Steven Crowder was talking about this, he referred to it as F-I-G-S. However, I think we could also assume that many people would read it as F-A-G-S, but it didn't actually say F-A-G-S. To give background on YouTube, 
YouTube is a subsidiary of Google, Google being a subsidiary of Alphabet, and has been in the process of becoming more family-friendly, beginning to censor content based on its community guidelines. There have been multiple adpocalypses in the past, where YouTube has responded to advertisers wanting to pull their ads from controversial content for fear of negative brand association. YouTube also specifically pushes a progressive agenda as a company with its Creators for Change program. They are a fan of affirmative action, like sponsorship for minorities on its platform, I made a video on this, and of relevance, YouTube granted money to companies including Vox and TED-Ed and Socratical to make educational content that would be ad-friendly for advertisers. YouTube also has never actually had a sustainable revenue model and is in conflict with a lot of its creators. This is a company that began as broadcast yourself for its slogan, but now has a head of learning as the platform has grown to the online hub of information that it is today. Its US market share for video sharing platforms is at 90% according to Statista. Current global info is difficult to find and not as relevant. We can assume that it's much lower as in the UK it's about 5% and in India about 12%. YouTube uses algorithms to flag content and also responds to requests for manual reviews. In YouTube's response to the situation with Crowder, and Carlos, many channels have been caught in the crossfire, either being banned, demonetized, or videos deleted because they talk about controversial content. Some would be considered right-wing or alt-right or white supremacist, depending on who you ask. Some of the affected channels were not commentators, but included historical ones, or channels where it's not clear at all why they were being demonetized or banned. It just seems to be an algorithm issue. This is likely a side effect of using algorithms to implement change. YouTube remonetized some of these channels. YouTube also released an official statement on their blog titled, Or Ongoing Work to Tackle Hate, where they aim to continue their efforts started in 2017 to remove hateful and supremacist content from YouTube, where they limited recommendations and commenting and sharing ability, which dramatically reduced views up to 80%. They also aim to reduce borderline content and raise up authoritative ones. Again, through limiting recommendations and putting top news channels in the watch next section of the page, they do aim to continue to reward what they call trusted creators. So YouTube has implemented top-down hierarchy beyond simply an incitement to violence as a base guideline on what is granted under the legal definition of free speech. They state that they are working with dozens of experts in subjects like violent extremism, supremacism, civil rights, and free speech. They also specifically state that they are looking to limit the spread of violent extremist content online to reduce content that may not violate policies but comes right up to the line, but that context matters. To give more context to the entire situation, Steven Crowder had recently made a video rebutting Carlos Massa's claim that Fox News was controlling the media narrative. In that video, Carlos states that his ideal of news propagation is where journalists act as gatekeepers, his words, about what news is relevant, but Fox News focuses on specific incidents. He concludes that Fox News is selecting what news we hear about and making a big deal out of it. He uses two examples of Representative Ilhan Omar speaking about Muslims in general being targeted after 9-11 and losing civil liberties, but Fox News focuses on the fact that she said some people did something about 9-11 in her speech. So he was highlighting what he thought was more important about that speech, but Fox News turned that into a national issue and directed the conversation towards another thing, and other news agencies then followed along. 
He also brings up the example of Hillary Clinton's email scandal being continuously brought up as a national security issue. I am summarizing and I'll put links to the content that I'm referencing as I usually do and try to do. So that's a not so quick background on the three main parties involved. And this is something much bigger than the drama between Crowder and Carlos. Tomorrow, part two. If you like this video, please share it. And don't forget to donate at justthinkingoutloud.tv slash donate.